Ah, guys. All right. Should we talk about it? The the thing that's sweeping Wolves Twitter? Oh, were you talking about the Claire de Lune thing? Is that what you were talking? Is that what you were alleging or not alleging? Yes. Leading, leading up to? Yes, I was. I was alluding. Alluding was the word you were looking for. Alleging. I did not want to talk about the British Basketball League commercial. I want to talk about former and future, whether you like it or not, guests on the pod, Claire de Lune. There's been some vitriol and people are going ballistic over her appearance on the Oddballs podcast with uh, Darth Amon on Twitter, where she spoke on the Wolves. And here's what she said. I'm going to share my screen and we're going to play the clip. You're from New York, but you also lived in Minnesota. Two very surprising teams. Yeah. What are you more surprised about? I would say I'm more surprised about the Timberwolves because I was really down on that Rudy Gobert trade. I thought his defensive prowess really went off a cliff last year. I wrote an article about how it was maybe the worst trade of the 21st century. Um, I meant it, said it with my chest, still can't really believe that worked out. Um, a, a lot of things, I actually just wrote a different piece about being wrong essentially and, and how I was wrong. Um, but a lot of things had to, had to work out in a very specific way for the Wolves to be as good as they are. And most surprising to me of which is that Carl Anthony Towns had to really lean into being a Robin instead of a Batman. And I just really never thought I would see that happen. I think he's really bought into being the second most important player on the team and bought in defensively, which is maybe the most shocking thing of all, I would say. All right. So her two main points here, guys, are the fact that um, lots of things had happened for the Wolves to be this good this quickly. And then number two, a large reason for that said success is because of the adaptations and sacrifices of Carl Anthony Towns. Where's the... Where's the thing to get mad yeah, at? Yeah. I don't I don't understand. Like she basically said, I had this opinion and I was wrong, and I'm admitting that. And, and I wrote a whole article. Wrong. Yeah. I wrote a whole article laying out all the reasons, and everyone's like really, really mad that she had this wrong opinion that she has since corrected. Yeah. Dara, what do you think? I just don't get I don't understand like if <laughs> Nothing about this is inherently like bashing the wolves, bashing Carl Anthony Towns. It was she's just saying that she had doubts and then they proved her wrong. Like I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, she's so like it. she's not like digging her heels in and being like, No, they're frauds. I don't think they can sustain this. She's literally being like, Wow, they're really good and I'm impressed. I this didn't is, see this coming. This you know is else like didn't see this coming. Me. Us. Yeah, this is like when Beck talks about how he was a LaMelo ball guy and then saying, like, I was wrong. Anthony Edwards is significantly better. And then people being like, what the hell, dude? LaMelo? Well, Brandon had that take before he was Twitter famous, before he was getting 700 likes on every tweet. So he gets a pass. I don't think I ever tweet. I don't think I ever tweeted about LaMelo ball either. But Brandon talked me over very fast. But Brandon talking (laughs) about it now is the same as Claire talking about last year's opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess people are mostly angry about the way that Claire called Cat a willing Robin. And now we're obviously a, a we're team Marxist basketball. We love that the Wolves are communist. It's our team, blah, blah, blah. So I, too, like, I take umbrage with that articulation of the point. I've told Claire that I think she's wrong about Cat all the time. But, like, like, the phenomenon of a star player, like, this is what I've been tweeting some people about. Like, this is, like, the big point. The phenomenon of a star player deferring to a much younger star player and being willing to be a great teammate, which Kat has articulated a billion times, is rare. It's just a a rare occurrence. And Claire has every right to be surprised at seeing this because even though Carl historically has been differential and a great teammate, teammate, 
uh, keeping it up in the wake of a situation like this, where it can get, it can get precarious with like pro athlete egos, it's a miracle. And yes, Carl's always been differential, but uh, he's taken like the, the this team goes as far as Ant goes, right? And like he's been a great vet, and sure he might not be a Robin, but the fact that he's open to at least being a co Batman, which he has this season, is like a hardwood miracle. And you know, getting mad about the words used and the metaphor used is just nasty to me. But I mean, like we can argue about the semantics of like what it means to be a Robin or a Batman, but we've talked about this on the show all season long. Cat has embraced and sacrificed. He is not the most important player on this team. She called him the second most important player on the team. He might not even be that. Well, how I mean, dare he, you? Have you watched guess, Rudy Gobert play basketball? <laughs> you're lucky you're not a woman, dude. Otherwise, I'd have some Twitter friends to <laughs> sick on you real quick. But so no, like, you're right. I don't think calling him a Robin is calling him a a bad player. It's just acknowledging the fact that for the Timberwolves to be this successful, Carl Anthony Towns had to embrace not being the center of attention. And people can quibble with the idea that she didn't think he would do that, but she's not the only person in the world who doubted that. You have every There's right to still th- Timberwolves fans that are like, oh, Cat's going to throw a big fit because he's not getting enough shots. Like, But also she just, she said that she thought didn't think he would do it, but he did. And then was like, props to him. Yeah. She said, and she said he bought in defensively. She said all nice things about Carl yeah, just because, like, I don't know. I don't understand. It's, it's, it, it, is it the superhero comp? Should we not be using Robin? Should we be using, like, Aquaman? I don't know. Ooh, this like, is a good conversation. Batman characters draft sometimes. Yes, you know. But, this, is but good, like, this is good. This is good, Durf. You're, she's, what? Calling, she's calling him a Robin like we're like you would call Damian Lillard a Robin to Giannis's Batman. Like, I don't... I, like it's a it's a one a one b like sorry she used the wrong it's not sidekick it's co-superhero let's let, okay let's help out former and future guests on the pod claire to with her metaphors then what should she use when talking about ant and cat because it's obviously not super captain america and an iron man oh that's Ooh. good except for they get along they get along maybe it's like wars. a captain america it's a captain america and a thor thing because they work very well together with like the shield and yeah, uh, except and, and nobody's under any yeah. Nobody's under any false pretenses that Thor is a leader of the Avengers. Okay, what about what about mm. Iron Man and um, Peter Parker? Peter Parker, Spider Man, like young Spider Man. So it's kind of like this passing of the torch. Mm. And the spider yeah, but is Peter a bug, Parker ants a bug. Like Tom mm. Holland, Spider Man never assumed the mantle over Tony Stark. Like That's Tony Stark true. just died while he was still his mentor. That's true. If it, if it was last spoiler year's alert. Kid, Cat cat injury, then maybe, but oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So, so basically, we're Claire used the wrong superheroes. Ah, okay, that's the problem. Yeah, that's the problem. I, maybe there's a Madam Web comp. I'm seeing Madam <laughs> Web tomorrow. Though. Is that because she looks like the Coda Johnson? I think we're just still. I think we're still learning how to handle ourselves. Like, like I'm not used to winning basketball games. I'm, I'm scared used to winning by how much I need the Wolves to win. <laughs> Buckle up, hotties. It's time to talk some hoops. 
Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants with Brandon, Nate, and Jordan. What's poppin' panty people? Welcome to Crunch Wears No Pants, proudly a part of the Claire DeLune Podcast Network. I am Jordan Claire DeLune Alamad. That is Brandon Claire DeLune back, and that is Nate Claire DeLune Alsdurf. And we are the bosses of the hoops department <laughs> at PullTabSports.com. Make it your homepage, and also make sure you exclusively wear lamb chops. When your car is dented, exclusively go to Dent Heads. When you smell like garbage, make sure you exclusively use Duke Cannon products. And when you, you when you when your man bits are bouncing around down there, make sure you secure them with Chill Boys. Let's see. Well, we got the A topic out the way, gentlemen. Um, that's kind of the pod, right? That's kind of the pod, dude. So we have, right. we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about like our final three All Star Game vibes. We're gonna go into our bag and do the fictional basketball player buyout bit. The Wolves are still looking for a buyout guy, and we're going to find some fictional basketball players to add to the roster. Um, but before we do all that, gentlemen, before we have some fun with it, we got to talk about some hoops, baby. How are the vibes? Since we last recorded, we crushed the Bucks, we crushed the Clippers, and we did okay versus the Portland Trailblazers. The fourth quarter was amazing. <laughs> yeah, the that's fourth all was we awesome. care about. That so was fun. great. So much fun. Yeah, that was great. So I posit the question, gentlemen, how are the vibes? Durf, start us off. How are your vibes? My vibes are good, man. They're yeah, good. Yeah. They're really good. The Wolves took my deal. The we 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 played Shark Tank. The Wolves took my deal. We got Monty Morris. Um, I want to start actually by apologizing. Oh. I I owe an apology. I think a lot of people own apology to Kyle Anderson. Um, since the trade deadline, he is in in three games, <laughs> three big ones. He's averaging seven points, six point seven assists, three point three rebounds, and five steals in just twenty two minutes a game. Our guy, that's he. He does not have fifteen steals since the All Star break. Oh sorry. no! Sorry, sorry. The, ste- the steals was off. The, the steals was off. Everything else was fake. Stats. Durvis back. Durvis doing it again, bro. <laughs> oh, like I, I was it. like, that's an absurd number. So you didn't see that one game? He had he had five and five possessions. He has five total steals. That's my bad. I was trying to calculate on the fly. What's what's five divided by three, Brandon? Uh, that is almost one two point uh, 1.66 and one repeating. point six six repeating steals per game. Dude. And the biggest thing about that turf is that it, it passes the eye test like the nasty yeah. Kyle Anderson basketball, at least these last three games. Who knows what happens tonight versus the Blazers? It's actually looking good. Go on. There's also one stat I forgot. He's shooting 100 percent from three. That's huge. No, you guys want to hear one of one. You guys want to hear a real Kyle Anderson stat? Well, these were all real. Those stats, were all Brandon, real. Besides but, the, besides no, like, the steel a, stat. Like a, <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, uh, oh, a, a relevant one, Mr. Zaska. Since, since he started the season two of 22 from three. Yuck. Yep. Kyle Anderson is shooting 50% from three. That's a great clip. If he can keep that's, that up, we're winning the title. That's absurd. He's What's only the, five for ten. But I was gonna ask what the volume was. Hey man. I do I am kind of back to when he shoots it from the corner. I think it's going in. Last like year never shoots it. Last year was insane. Okay, we talked about we talked about this in the group chat. I had never noticed this before, but I, I never wa- like watched his shooting form, but he just doesn't use his guide hand. Like he uses it to get the ball yeah. up, but he doesn't touch it as he releases. So that's the thing is proper shot mechanics that happens but since his shot is so slow 
his guide hand comes off way <laughs> sooner and faster than you're used to seeing. It's like it's like when you watch like, a foul in slow motion and it looks egregious, but in real time yeah, it's like, so quick. If you turned everyone else's shot down to slow motion, their guide hand would come <laughs> off the ball and it would still be in their hand for a second. Too. That's really funny. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, you're right. <laughs> That's why Durf shoots with two. That's why Durf shoots with two hands and right. Yeah, I, I like he does the chest pass. Shot. I like to have five, uh, ten fingers on the ball when I shoot it. There was a dude that I played basketball with growing up who would shoot the ball kind of like a Jokic, but instead of having a, like a hand like kind of close to the back behind the ball, it was just straight on the sides, and he would just chuck it. And he was an assassin. He was taller than everyone, and he could hit everything. He was like Jokic, except uh, not Charlie Whalen. I miss you, bro. You were great where's, at basketball. Where is he now? He was at that one restaurant we went to before the Saints game. He was the bouncer there, and I went and said hi to him. Remember the one time before I had a baby, we went to the Saints game. Brandon, were we on the rooftop? This is an this is an incredibly deep cut. Brandon, you and I were talking about Doctor Afro comics. <laughs> is this? Oh, I do remember yeah. this. <laughs> I don't, oh, I do remember. It was uh, I remember birthday. that guy. He bought you a drink. We yes. got the row of seats. Yeah, we took a group was, picture afterwards. Yeah, it was yeah. Frober's birthday, right? Whatever. I think so. Uh, uh, do you have any more vibes? Um, are no. is are we are we gonna get into topics afterwards? Because I have we'll go, I have we'll a go, we'll go into we'll go into the to, to the Morris guys in a second. Uh, let's right. get Brandon's vibes real quick. Brandon, Over, overall to summarize, my vibes are good, uh, and they could be great depending on Ooh, you know how things how things go. If Ant wins the skills competition, that'll really <laughs> do it for go. you. <laughs> depending on the you outcome, say that after. <laughs> You can say that after every vibes. You should be like, they could be great, depending on how things go. How are my vibes? They could be great. They could be terrible. We'll see. Gentlemen, I know you want to talk about hoops, but can we can we chill out for a second? Pun intended. Do you mind? Do you freaking mind? Ooh, Ooh. I'm wearing chill boys right effing now. Me show too. Us. Are you actually? Yes. Dude, same. Always. Hell what yeah. If I just stood up and revealed my underwear right now. No one would see it because we never put this on YouTube. We never put it on YouTube and we don't do clips, uh, clip chops anymore because it's a lot of freaking work. And I'm so sorry. Chill Boys is this episode and this part of the show is brought to you by Chill Boys. We know you've been hearing about us talking about Chill Boys and how it's changed our lives because they have like the long leg holes that we talked about that actually go down. Stop the leg. calling them leg, leg holes. holes. What you have to understand is I have these leg holes. <laughs> They have oh, good I'm proportions. I'm the leg hole man. Nobody <laughs> gets doing leg it holes but me. I'm sorry that Chill Boys has good proportions. So, like, as a tall person, and Durf resonates with this, like, the, the briefs don't, like, ride up into, like, your gooch crotch armpit. And, it, you know, like, that, gooch that, crotch armpit? You know, cr- thing, it's it's a crotch pit. Between, yeah, in between your sack not, and your thigh, there's your like arms. an armpit for your thigh. It's like a thigh pit. It's your crotch crevice. Yeah. It'd be a it's leg crotch pit. Cre- crotch crevasse. Crotch crevice is something totally armpit, different. it's a leg pit. Crevasse. That's in the Whatever. back. What I'm saying is, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that Chill Boys is awesome underwear. They have the bamboo boxers. They have the bamboo boxer briefs, and they have the performance boxers. We rock with the bamboo boxers as a relaxed fit. Um, it... it, it, it uh, it has like the cool bamboo fabric where like air can get through it, but still provide some good support and some good like warmth. Visit chillboys.com and find out what we're talking about. Chillboys.com with the promo code PULLTAB15 for 15% off your order. Chillboys, comfort where it counts. Brandon, what do you got? Uh, my vibes are fantastic. I've been largely staying out of the, the vitriol on Twitter for the last yeah. 36 hours. 
Um, and I'm just focused on the basketball right now. Uh, people were ready to burn the target center down after they blew that game to the Bulls. And since then, they have kicked the Bucks' ass. They have kicked the Clippers' ass. The Clippers game, um, biggest win of the season. I know we say that a lot, but to to go on Insane. the road on national TV against everyone's pick that's not the Nuggets to come out of the Western Conference, the Clippers have been like framed as this boogeyman for Rudy Gobert. Like they're the team that can go small and play him off the court. Well, now they've played the Clippers twice and Rudy Gobert has dominated both of those games and he dominated on national TV in a blowout on the road. So that's just a really, really big statement win. This road trip that they started on looked like it could have been a little dicey. Um, And then it started off with that horrible Chicago game. But since then, they haven't just come through it surviving. They're in a position barring a bad outcome in tonight's game that starts in like an hour. Uh, They could be four and one and they could go into the all-star break with a multiple game lead in first place uh, coming out with seven straight games at home after the all-star break They're They've put themselves in a really good position. And um, I, this seems to be a, a weekly occurrence now, but I will praise Nikhil Alexander Walker every day of my life. If I have He's the to. best basketball player I've ever seen. What the I, hell? So I unironically, let's, let's, let's talk is, about it. Let's talk about it. Un, unironically though, he is, he has gone from quirky fan favorite bit player He's just one of their best players right now. Like you were talking about how it's Carl Ant, not... Cat and Rudy are are their are the best players. I'm gonna rank them. Then I'd probably say Mike Conley. No, I'm doing it right now, Nikhil, Brandon. I'm ranking them. Is Nikhil Alexander Walker the fifth best player on this team? He, he's the third best player, bro. It goes Ant, Rudy, Nah, Cat, and I love Cat. But <laughs> so I'm putting I'm putting. There's Nod a difference sure between Nah is going to be willing to be Robin in this situation. Rudy <laughs> Wait, what's Alfred? After what's Hang after? On. Yeah, Alfred. So Ant is Batman, is Rudy is Alfred, Naw is Robin, Cat is Catwoman, who's obviously. Pe- who's Penguin? Who's Penguin? Jamie. Jordan Penguin McLaughlin. is Shake Milton. Yeah, Ma- no, it's Jamie. No, because he's more, he's useful. <laughs> Shake's not useful. <laughs> no, Shake because the Penguin is evil. <laughs> yeah, but who, who's just, who's somebody in Batman that takes up space? Jeez. <laughs> um, um, a lot of superhero talk today. Catch okay, I'm talking worst Batman. Okay. <laughs> oh, right. Egghead Alan, or Clue Master. You, you look that up. Beck and I will keep talking about Nas. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nas crazy. I was thinking about this during the game, and he's just during the game, during the last game, during the Blazers game. Uh, he's just a basketball player. Like straight up hooper. Like he is just a good ball player. Like across the board, he's kind of positionless the way that we've been using him. Like he's one through three. Um, depending on who's out there, but like, is he potentially the the point guard of the future? Dude, is we talk he, about this every three episodes. Is he so the good. start? Is he the starting one through three? I don't know. You decide. Would would a team of five Nikhil Alexander Walkers lose any basketball games? I don't think so. I don't. I don't know. I don't. A team I don't, because in the fourth quarter, because in the fourth quarter, if you had five Nikhil Alexander Walkers. Every time the other team started going on a run, you would just have a barrage of four three-pointers from whichever Nikhil Alexander-Walker they left open. (laughs) Also, the other team wouldn't score because you have five defensive Nikhil Alexander-Walkers as well. I'm worried about injuries with with five Nas. 
because with all the women sitting courtside, they'll create a lot of moisture on the hardwood and they're going <laughs> to slip and slide all over the court. And tear, tear their ACL. I don't think the, the league, I don't think the league can handle this sex appeal. Yeah, it's too much. Um, but I mean, he just, other points. The, the clutch factor, the clutch factor is is real at this point. Like you have to believe it. Nikhil Alexander Walker has gorilla nuts is a real thing. When he when he gets the ball and he pump fakes in the corner and does that little sidestep three and it's like we really need this to go in, it, it always goes in. And it's never there's never a doubt either. It's a very definitive swish. We're like the microphone on the because he rim, shoots like, it so high. It yeah, it, we ta- I mean we talked about this like two episodes ago, but damn it, it's, it's so beautiful. Cool. And we keep That's talking sweet. about like, is he the point guard of the future? The more he's progressing at a rapid rate, exponential. Like I, I was, I was kind of like, eh, maybe. Then I'm starting to warm up to it. Now I'm kind of like, dude, if he's learning from Mike Conley, he obviously respects Mike Conley a lot. Mike Conley is giving game to everybody, and like Ant loves him. If you're Tim Conley or Chris Finch, and you see Ant love Nah and love Nas, I think you have no choice but to be like, let's keep developing this guy, and Nah keeps rewarding you for developing him. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, also, it's phenomenal. And he's just on an unbelievably fantastic value contract someone someone tweeted someone tweeted this like a month ago or something i i saw it it was like they had done an analysis on i don't remember what like catch-all stat they used but it was basically how much have players on each team outperformed their contract or underperformed their contract based off of this value proposition and most of the Timberwolves players had either like slightly underperformed their contract or like Mike Conley and Root had slightly overperformed his contract. And then Nikhil Alexander Walker was like <laughs> filling up like 75% of the thing with just like massively outperforming his contract. What like in like three, like he's on a three year, right? Two year, I think. Two two, it was like, yeah. it was two years, nine million or something. He's going to get paid. He's going to get paid. Like, I mean, like that. Yeah. If when he hits, if he's still this player a year and a half from now, when he hits free agency, I mean, he's going to be looking at a 15 to $20 million annual Hell salary. Yeah. I love, mm-hmm. I, like, I know it's kind of precarious from like a wolf's perspective, but you love seeing a dude like that. Finally, he bounces around. Like you said, Brandon, the book isn't written on these guys. And for him to like make good on that, it's phenomenal. I hope he sticks around. Uh, let's talk and about Monte. such a cool dude. And he's I'm like, dude, he's also talk about a heater. He's on an amazing press run. Any Chris Hines question that he gets asked, he just knocks it out of the park with like the yeah. most. I need like a whole Chris Hines nah. We're, we're gonna pitch it to Chris. It's, when he's on the show. It's, it's so good. It's so good. The last thing I was gonna say is, yeah, too, is I think it was Charlie Walton tweeted this out, but tall his, Charlie. He is tall Charlie. He is um his three point shot. This like overall is about the same as last year, but he's shooting like I think it's around forty two percent from the corner. So he is, I mean, he is just absolutely, absolutely been lights out from the corner um, this year, which is, is such an important shot. Yeah. And like, but I mean, the, he's also just been lights out. He's shooting 38%. It's great. On like four attempts a yeah. game. Right. It's great. Between, between Cat picking up his volume and just not having a, a, a getting a reputation for being a three-point shooter. Woo, did you ever, did you ever think did you we were going to? Huh? Did you see what Dane tweeted today? Our future, future oh, and former guest in the Ant shooting was it Ant shooting left-handed threes from the corner because no, he's doing well. That. No, that was Kyle Tiggy that tweeted that. Um, the Timberwolves have the the Timberwolves have the best three-point percentage in the NBA. <laughs> oh God! Well, that's, that's great. A, that's amazing. I was I just gonna that. say. So what we were saying at the same time was I was about to say like, did you ever think about 
did any of us ever imagine this team being a good three point shooting team? I kind of like, did with Mike and Ant and Carl the season, and no, 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 I, no, 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 no. I don't mean. I mean like younger us. Like we weren't a good three point shooter shooting team for like. Well, how young? How oh, young? Like the Timberwolves in general. Yeah, like I don't know. Up until like two years ago, we were a bad three point shooting team. Yeah. So well, we were just a bad. Te- we were bad at everything. Well, I just mean in general. Like we've just outside of like Kevin Martin. We have a bad history of this is Fred Hoiberg erasure. Yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> okay, era for the era, sure, but not not in today's standards. Gentlemen, did you know? Segue here that uh this podcast is brought to you by Dent Heads. Whoa, 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 dent whoa heads. what? Car lovers, if you got dents, dings, or hail damage, listen up. Dent Heads paintless dent removal is your key to a flawless ride. Why settle for less when you can have the best? With the highest ratings in Minnesota, boasting over 400 five-star Google reviews. You know how more many five-star? That's more than us. And I, I only have like, I've been DJing weddings for like 12 years. You know how many five-star ratings I have? 62. Zero, because you no, suck. No, I have 62 because I rock. But I forget to follow up with people to get the reviews. So they have way more five-star ratings than me and the pod combined. <laughs> okay. Den Heads delivers excellence for simple dents. Use common sense. Trust Den Heads for your car repair needs without all the paint fuss. Visit dentheads.com to find perfection on wheels. Uh, Fred Hoiberg would be Fred Hoiberg volume. would be volume. Would be Doug McDermott in today's NBA. I think Fred still got it. I know he had a cardiovascular scare like a decade ago. Yeah. But I think, I think Fred's also like fifty. I don't care. Is he still coaching? Is he? Is he coach Nebraska? He was. I think he did. He Bob Cousy. I think he got fired. Isn't Nebraska's head coach Cousy yet? As an assistant coach, it'll be Bob Cousy player coach. Like once a month. Okay, okay. Let's 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 move on. Let's move on to Monte Monte. Morris. Let's talk about Monte. Okay. We've seen him for like what 12 minutes, but I like it. I like what Monte Morris brings. He's Uh, already so much better than Jake Milton. It's crazy. He's so much more effective. It's been two games. I know he, I just, he, hasn't, he hasn't actually been very good. So I know, but there's something about but, it. Like, I don't know. Uh, he's not a revolving door on defense. He doesn't get bullied for being small like Jay Mack does. And overall, I kind of like his presence on the court. I, yeah. I like it's just it's it's pure eye test. He's not even integrated in the offense yet. He's uh, to Brandon. Would you have like stats or takes on like why he hasn't been like that good? Like, what's your rationale for that? So, I mean, it's the the main reason is it's like you said, it's like. 30 total minutes. Yeah. Um, and he just hasn't like, he hasn't made that many shots. I think he's one for five from three and he's no like, Kyle Anderson. That's three for, sure. for eight or something overall. So it's not, it's not like, Oh, it's been a major disaster. He hasn't made like a huge impact. The only thing, the only like odd thing for me is I've, I've been a little perplexed by the usage of him when he has been in there, like the ball hasn't been in his hands mm-hmm. as much as I expected where it's, he, he's been way more of, of like a corner spacer, which oh, is not yeah. the role I really envisioned for him. Like Nah and Kyle have still been doing a lot of the ball handling when he's been on the court, they haven't put him in a ton of pick mm-hmm. and roll or anything. And that's kind of what I thought we were bringing him in for. And it's probably like, all this is, Super small size caveat, like he's feeling things out. I'm sure yeah. coming out of the all-star break when he's got a lot more practice time and stuff, he'll feel more integrated. But if the role is just he's a corner spacer, 
they probably should have gotten like Alec Burks or something, who's like an actual like corner spacer movement shooter guy. But I don't, I don't think it is. Super small sample. Yeah, I, I think it's I, I mean, we'll see. Obviously, we don't know what they're thinking, but like, I have to imagine they're just trying to play it safe with him and not like throw him in into the flames right away. Like, yeah, he. And it's also some of some of it's been lineup dependent dependent. He's been in there with like multiple guards where he's kind of the odd man out. It's like if you have non anti yeah, I mean, he's there, always going to play with multiple guards, though. I mean, I know, I know. But like, like the Conley, start, the Conley Monte Morris lineup, where it's like the most secure. <laughs> yeah, the most secure guard lineup. Yeah, but that's where the one where he's done like the most ball handling. It feels like when he's out there with Nikhil and Kyle specifically, he just kind of runs to the corner and stands there right now. Mm-hmm. And out. I think that's probably just maybe comes with more familiarity. Like I said, more yeah, as he learning. gets more like comfortable in the offense. Like I'd love to see them run a ton of like pick and roll with him and Nas like pick mm-hmm. and pop. I think he could be like, think about the J Mac, the J Mac Nas pick and roll chemistry. Now imagine J Mac can just like step back and hit a three. And that's what you have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, I was just going to say, I think for me, um, obviously like we haven't seen a ton from him, but it's just been like, it's been the non, the stuff that doesn't show up in the box score. Like his, his, like, he just, he looks like he knows what he's doing. Like so much more than when we saw shake play, like he is playing with a higher level of effort and he is like just seeing him on the defensive end. Like he, I, I can't remember what, what. He had the was, block. The, was it against the Bucks or the Clippers? He had the really nice yeah, he, block. He had the, he had the block from behind, but then he was like getting. He was all over the place. He was going out to the perimeter. He was he got a board or like he was guarding the perimeter. Then he went up and got a board. Like he just looks so much more competent out there. Um, and like we kind of expected that. We'll see kind of how that develops. But just from the eye test early on, it seems like we have a much more competent basketball player than we did with Shake Milton. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. And I, feel, I don't think I don't think Shake's really the comp. It's more he's taking like the J Mac minutes at this point. Like Shake had Shake hadn't played for like a month, basically. Yeah. Right. But it, uh, just feel, just thinking like the what you're trading out versus getting mm-hmm. back. But I, I feel a yeah. little bit bad about my my initial uh, prognosis of Monte Morris. I saw him in like the intro presser and I go, I was thinking to myself, is he? Is he out of shape? I was body shaming. I felt very bad about myself. And then I saw him in the uniform. Like, wait a minute, this guy's just kind of jacked. And you notice that he's like, he's like a tree stump. Because he's because he's like so thick, Mm -hmm. he doesn't look small out there in the way that like Conley and J Mac do. And he's taller than J Mac, but he's about the same height as Conley. But because he's stocky. He doesn't look as physically overmatched as those guys. Like when he gets Evita Zubats, like he gets switched onto Evita Zubats, he gets he's not going to hold up. But well, he does like hold his own a little bit more. He's got stronger. He's got the Dacian Nix build. Actually, Dacian Nix is I didn't know this. He's six four. He does not look six. Yeah, Dacian Nix is big. Marcus Morris, Marcus Morris, um, future wolf question mark. Uh, there's been some sources linking Marcus to uh, Tim Conley over the last three seasons. He's good for 11.6 points per game and around 37.5 ish percent from three. Do we do we care about Mar- Marcus Morris as our bit guy? Like it's like five minutes once every three games. It's not a needle mover, right? Yeah, I mean, no one we've talked about this already. No one they get. We've talked about the buyout market. Oh, before. Yeah. Like yeah. no one that they get is going to be a needle mover, nor should they plan on anyone that they get being a needle mover. Marcus Morris is is a good shooter. Um, 
he's got a little, he's got that edge, a little bit of toughness kind of in the mold of James Johnson, but he also just isn't that good. <laughs> isn't he like a good teammate? Don't people like Marcus Morris when he's on their team? Isn't that the whole bit? People, I know people don't like Marcus Morris when he's not on their team. <laughs> okay, so we got like a Pat yeah. Bev sitch. Cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm ready to love this uh, man. He's with Pat Bev, too. He's got a great beard. Marcus Morris has an insane beard. It's, just a nice, it's, it's, it's very does. Brandon it and Jason. Really nice I, I um, think Brandon and Marcus Morris have the best beards I've ever seen. He's also Marcus Morris wow. Sr. You've been saying his name wrong this whole time. That's he true. I'm senior sorry. to his jersey. I think um, it's very cool. I think I have come around to Marcus Morris. I was adamantly against adding him when that when he first we first found out he's going to get bought out because I've always hated him. Uh, it's probably for what it's worth. Pat, he hasn't been bought out yet. <laughs> well, sorry when the when that the rumor of that happening uh, was was dropped. I have always been anti Marcus Morris. I thought he was a douchebag, and he probably he might be. Um, I, I but, think he is. I think it's. Yeah. I think he is a douchebag. Right. Um, but he has been an effective basketball player for a number of years, and he has a lot of playoff experience. And he ha- he was in small stints, had some br- pretty good shooting this year. And I don't know. I think he adds a little bit more depth as at the wing position, um, like as a small forward, power forward. So I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm for it. There's not a whole lot of options, so yeah. I mean, if he Gallinari got signed, if he plays a lot, if he plays a lot, it's probably not a good thing. If that's who they add, but I mean, you're just finding a guy who you can add to the end of your bench, maybe play in bit minutes here and there. Mm-hmm. He's not a ball mover, like Marcus Morris. If you guys hate Hero Ball and when yeah. Ant and Cat in the crunch time, like if you guys hate when they like just stand there and hold the ball while the defense loads up, Marcus Morris is like the king of jab stepping eight times while the shot clock yeah. runs down. Um, you know, he he can take some of Kyle Anderson's outside shots. Yeah, and you know, if he's if he is in the game, something probably isn't going right. So I say put him up, Marcus. Save the yeah. game. Let's make it happen. That, that's just the thing. None of these, none of these bio guys are actually any good or going to really change things. So, like, take a chance on the one you think is the best, who's not gonna put up a big stink when he shows up. Like, if Evan Fournier gets bought out and you want to sign Evan Fournier, I'm telling you right now, Evan Fournier is not going to be happy not playing because he's been bitching about not playing in New York yeah. for the last two years. Yeah, yeah. I, thought well, I he, mean, didn't he sign with somebody? No, he traded. He got traded to Detroit, and they haven't bought him out yet. Oh, okay. Mm, well, whatever. Well, anything else you want to have on vibes before we go into our speaking of buyouts, the fictional basketball player buyout segment? What we should add to the team? Should we just get into it? Do we want to talk at all about the All Star oh. stuff? I mean, it's not. Oh, very, yeah. it's not that interesting. <laughs> I mean, I just I want I don't care about the skills challenge. I don't think Ant's going to win because Ant doesn't strike me as someone who's working on fundamentals. He strikes me as a, I'm going to do the coolest thing possible guy. And I think Cat will defend his title. Um, the one thing I was going to say, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say I think the three point shootout has had a huge come up in the last few years, and it's the most exciting All Star Weekend event. It's better than dunk contest now. Oh, hundred yeah, percent, absolutely. Um, this was not all star adjacent, but it was a point that I forgot to make last week. And it's re a bit a Brit tweet that he had about just talking about what we're gonna say future guest on the pod, Brit. I wasn't. I just I think it's funny yeah. to just read tweets on the pod. 
It is funny. I don't have. Jelly, why is your camera so blurry? Yeah, you're very blurry. I don't know. Right Let's see. <laughs> it better yeah, than one, better one or you're two. So yeah. blurry. That's what I'm getting you just gotta deal with it. Yeah. Um, okay. So Britt had a post after the trade after the Monte Mor- Monte. Monte, I keep saying Monty, Monte Morris trade where he was talking about Tim Connolly and giving him kudos for his willingness as a um, as a pobo to like admit his mistakes, acknowledge them and try to fix them. And I think that's really refreshing. Uh, He did it with Bryn Forbes. He did it with um, Shake. He's he's done it with. Sorry, we don't say that name on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, we don't want to, let's not talk about Brandon. Uh, yeah, yeah. But but those guys, and again, their margin moves. We've talked about this, but obviously you're not going to disrupt a core part of your team at this part of the season with having this much success. But it is really great to see when he that he has the willingness to acknowledge his mistakes and try to write them. So uh that's it. It's just it's a cool thing to think about that you, you can have plenty of pobos that are stuck in the ways that are I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. And not willing to like budge like yeah. Gerson Rosas with Jarrett Culver. Oh God. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the, I want to talk about the, the, the fictional basketball player buyout market. Can we do that gang? Can we Let's move on it. guys? You know what time What happened is? to us doing cut the bad, leave the good. We did it one time. And then I, know, I forgot stopped. about it. I forgot about it. So that's a great segue, Brandon, because we're going to talk about lamb chops right now. Um, Here's the thing we have to cut out. We have to stop forgetting to do the cut the bad, leave the good segment because that's a good segment. That's perfect for how are the vibes. The things we should continue doing, we should continue and keep the good of talking about lamb chops because it's premium clothing from a Minnesota company. You might know them from the massive successfully, the massively successful collab they have with the Timberwolves. You might know them from their cleaver necklaces. You might know them as the brand that courtside menace jordan die owns right that's his brand lamb chops hit up lambchops.com or sg lamb chops on social media so you can get in on their high quality super comfy uh hoodies get in on the double mesh shorts which i wear i we've you guys have made fun of me in the pod for this but i wear them to bed i wear them to the gym i wear them to the the grocery store and you guys go what else do you do with those shorts but, but, but you make freaking stupid jokes about me and it makes me sad um Lamb Chops, if you're looking to step your game up while also staying cozy and look fashionable, check them out, sglambchops.com or at sglambchops on social media. Back to the show. Let's All right, do so it. We did, we did this bit like a season like ago, maybe like- It was the first episode. First episode first we ever episode did. we did this? Okay, never mind. So people have not heard this. But basically, the Timberwolves have needs that need to be met. And we're going to go through the landscape of fictional basketball players and find out- They've all been bought out. They've all, like, like we need to find out yeah, they've all been bought out, and we're going to add them to the Minnesota Timberwolves. They could be from a cartoon. They could be from a movie. We could just do whatever we freaking want with it. So, uh, Brandon, start us off. Who is your uh, first buyout candidate from the fictional basketball player buyout market? The first buyout candidate I have, um, the big need we talked about, which maybe isn't a need now. They're leading the league in three-point percentage. Um, but a big need we talked about was just the need for for shooting and and someone who can who can provide space, space out to the corner a little bit, knock down shots. Um, and I think there's no better option uh, on the buyout market right now than Jimmy Chitwood from from Hoosiers. I mean, he is he is a lights out knockdown shooter. There might be some character issues like we were willing to add Gordon Hayward. And I think him and Jimmy probably saw each other on January 6th. (laughs) But Jimmy Chitwood is the best shooter in the fictional basketball player landscape, bar none. 
Are you worried about all, like, the hair, all the hair gel melting and going into his eyes? I'm really worried about all the hair gel these white men put in their hair. And it's going to... It didn't... You know, like, it wasn't an issue. It wasn't an issue for the Hoosiers. Um, I mean, Jimmy played in a game four on five, and he was still knocking down shots left and right. So is, is, good is, space is he this age, or has he aged in this in this scenario? Well, he's probably... Is, he, is, is, is the actor dead? that played Jimmy Chitwood dead? That, that movie's Google old. Google it. It's not that old, though. Yeah, I guess not because what's the dude the the guy that plays the coach? What's his name? Um, he's the coach in the replacements too. Long time. He's Lex Luthor. That guy's still alive. Lex Luthor from Smallville. The guy that played Lex Luthor in the original. I thought it was the actual Lex Luthor that Lex Luthor was based on. All right, moving on. Okay, Durf, who is uh, someone in your uh, in your fictional player buyout market? Uh, I went a similar route to Brandon. Um, I was looking for a combo guard, um, some size, some shooting and scoring ability, and can defend. Um, so I actually am going to sign Will Smith from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. This Again, is a great. Pick. Oh, I had Will. I had yeah. Will on my on my he list is, too. He has elite scoring ability. He can dunk, shoot from the outside, and he's got crazy handles. Will literally caught the tip and threw it in from half court before he hit the ground. He can score from all over the place, and I'm pretty sure he didn't miss a shot during that game. I so I will say, like stepping out of the fictional basketball player universe, have you ever rewatched those clips from Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Like, couldn't they have gotten a court that even that like vaguely resembled the dimensions of a real basketball? It was like court? it was honestly like this big. It was so, like so a Lego small. brick. So prepa- preparing for this bit, I wanted to find the clip, and I found an actual basketball breakdown of, of his performance. So it's a cut up, and the guy's talking over what Will's doing. I love and it. The dimensions. It's like a six foot wide court. It's so yeah. Are what? we? My only it's Will tiny. Smith thing. Are we concerned about personality here and his willingness? Like we talked about Marcus Morris and finding a guy that's maybe comfortable not playing. Are we sure Will's going to take that in stride or is he going to really like kind of Jalen Noel this thing? So I think I I see where your head's at. I think in this scenario, he is your future guard. So he is probably you're 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 you're, signing him off the buyout market and you're like investing in him for the future. Yeah, you probably give him a similar deal to Nah, where it's a multi-year. Oh, wow, this year. Why this did he year, get bought out? Um, why did he? Because of he had, he had issues with Carlton, um, oh. and they wanted to stick with Carlton. They there were was going. A, he could he he got in one little fight and his mom got scared was the oh. joke Brandon was going for I think, <laughs> and you butchered it by making up a bit of. Is that actually where you're going for? <laughs> No, but I appreciate Charlie for giving I, I, that credit. I thought that he got into like that a is little funny. fight and his mom got scared. Now he's moving in with um, Chris Finch uh, in <laughs> Minneapolis. All right. All right. Jordan. All right, guys. So we got we got Monte Morris. So we figured out like the back the backup like point guard issue to help guide the ship. But we could still use a bucket getter and someone who can score in bunches. Also, we'd be remiss to not mention someone who understands the value of team chemistry. This guy got bought out by his team, went to another team, and then during the final game of the season, he went back during halftime to his old team because he loved being a part of something bigger than himself. Yes, I'm talking about Clarence Withers, a.k.a. Coffee Black. 
from semi-pro same movie same movie brandon but we need andre 3000 in semi-pro he's got some pizzazz he invented the alley-oop i don't know if you know this oh my god well his his didn't his mom invent the alley-oop that's right his mom in heaven patty labelle <laughs> invented, invented the alley-oop that was and he could convince Jaden to go back to Afro Jaden, and then we'd have two Afros in each corner. That'd be really good. And that puts Jaden up to like seven four, seven five with the fro. <laughs> it adds a lot to his height and shot blocking potential. Um, I could not find any stats from Coffee Black, aka was it Downtown Malone? All of his nicknames. Uh, but I think Clarence would be an amazing addition. We gotta get him from the Flint Tropics. Get him on the Minnesota Timberwolves. Um, also, semi-pro is the best basketball movie out. I don't want to hear anything else about Hoosiers or Coach Carter. The best basketball movie is semi-pro, but that's a different rant for a different I do time. love Coach Carter. It's Oh, it's so good. I'm not saying it's it's not worthy of the praise. I'm just <laughs> what saying semi-pro is High School Musical? The hell, dude? No, this is, high School Musical is not even the top 10 of goat <laughs> basketball movies. I, I got you so off guard. You're like, I have so many points I want to say. <laughs> like, how dare you even I'll mention Troy? <laughs> Um, our thoughts on Clarence Withers. Any thoughts? Besides, I think throw? it's fantastic. Another yeah, good shooter. We're pick. all in that same mode, like shooter, bucket getter type of guy. I think yep. that's the the final infinity stone to the championship mm-hmm. gauntlet. Well, do you mind if we snake draft it? I'll give you another one back around, and we'll send we'll send it back the other way. Because I, I don't are like we drafting? Two. No, we're not drafting. But I'm okay. I want to keep talking because I'm having we fun. Could, we could do. Our, I mean, I prepared like three ad- additional ones just in case. I have, I have a handful of other ones too. Yeah. So you so can go get just, go give us your next one. I want to blow my load and then just listen to you guys. <laughs> um, so we have a we have a height identity. We're leaning into being tall, but that doesn't mean we can't add some shooting along with our height. I like the Carl Anthony Towns, Nas Reed, Luca Garza mold of a tall person that can shoot. So I'm dipping into NBA Street Volume Two. Are you? Do you guys remember Whitewater? The white man with the cutoff hoodie that you could play with in NBA Street Volume Two. Not even a little. I the only guy I remember from from NBA Street Volume Two is the big Afro guy. What was his Stretch. name? Stretch. Stretch the legend. Yeah. Well, hang on. Let me find out how tall Whitewater was. I know Takashi, the boss, the one of the bosses in NBA Street Volume Two, was seven eight, which I don't think we need that much height. It's been uh, it's been a while since I played NBA Street Volume Two. That's a mistake. Fantastic oh. game. You should be playing it once every like four to five months. Oh my! I get obsessed with sports games when I play them, and that That's includes NBA this. Street Volume Two. Uh, Whitewater this is amazing. I what? I just googled Whitewater Street Volume Two, and there's all these all these frames from the game, and then there's this guy that I forgot about that played for East Washington University, uh, when they played Kansas in the. NCAA tournament. I there's no way to describe this guy to you, so I'm gonna send him to you in the chat. Yes, send him to but the he chat. looks but like, he looks just like him. Uh Whitewater. I want to talk about Whitewater. He's a very tall player, which makes him a fine center. So we won't sacrifice any defensiveness when it comes to getting Whitewater. But his shooting stats are maxed out. Uh he's also a decent ducker. Uh so he's a very fundamental guy. So I think we can still add some height and some shooting at the same time. We could put him at the three. We have Rudy at the five, Cat at the four, Whitewater at the three. Uh, and then we could really space the floor and, uh, and while still leaning into our tall identity. Okay, what is this? What are you looking at? It's yeah, that's Whitewater. Like the no, the actual guy. That's Whitewater, yeah. But there's oh, a shit. real guy. Scroll down. It's oh. a real, yeah, you got to scroll down. <laughs> Let's scroll down. It's the same guy. It's the same guy. Can we link this in the show notes so people know what yeah, we're talking about? I'm just retweeting about? it right They're now so we don't forget. same picture. <laughs> yeah, just... go to Jelly's, go to Jelly's uh, Twitter account. It's Bobby. Uh, Twitter handle's at P-I-T-T underscore the elder 
T-H-E-E-L-D-E-R. I love how everyone, those people in my Twitter mentions are like arguing about how I'm defending Claire and I'm just in the middle of it retweeting a picture of a guy who looks like Whitewater from (laughs) MVS. Anyway. uh, Okay. Do you have any more, Jally? No, that's it. All right. Um, I I can do mine next. Um, So next up I had Nathan Scott from One Tree Hill. Were you guys One Tree Hill watchers? Oh, I was not a One, Tree, not Hill. A One Tree Hill watcher. Oh, awareness. Okay, well, anyway, he's hot, one, but he's, he's also not, not hot. This is yeah, an average is. person. And then this is hot for the 90s. Okay, ugly. for the not yeah, for the early 2000, 2003, he's hottie. Um anyway, he's a very similar player profile, like knockdown sh- knock, knockdown shooter. He's really scrappy, he can defend. <laughs> yeah, high <laughs> effort player. Um, his dad's a piece of shit because uh, he's a white guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Real student uh, of the game. <laughs> Real fundamentals, great screen setter, boxes out. <laughs> you know, you know. Um, I also had Jim Halpert Halpert. I don't mm-hmm. even need to go into it. Everybody you took knows Jim Halpert the first time we did this. Yeah, because he's great. He was available. The episode. Jim Halpert was so good, dude. He he yeah, unbelievable. Um, and then Kevin Malone. Also, I think but I took also him too. To okay, I'm telling you, Kevin Malone in that episode did not miss a single shot. Did you know that wasn't like, did you know that wasn't like part of the episode? Yeah. He they, was they just, just shooting around it. and they were filming it and he just kept making them. Yeah. <laughs> it's unbelievable. That makes thing. it so funny. That whole bit right. that Kevin was actually super cold is just incredible. Um, I like it, Durf. What position is Kevin and Jim playing? Are they like threes and fours? Jim's so, a three. No, Kevin's no, no. Kevin, I think actually kind of like a gnaw. Yeah, I was gonna say he's kind of a he's kind of a a combo guard. I think Um, he's got great handles. He can and he can really get to the room. Um, He's kind of like a mix between Ant and Nah, you know. Yeah, and then Kevin, Uh, Kevin, Kevin, I think is just gonna plant himself in the corner. Like he's not moving very. He's yeah, he's 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 definitely a power forward, but um, a shoot first power forward. All right, I like it, Brandon. Um, Oh, yeah, I got a couple more. Um, a couple from Coach Carter. Uh, once again, in like the three-point shooter mold. Um, I really wanted Bones Highland at the trade deadline. So someone that's got a little bit of like audacity with the shots they're willing to take. Who better than Timo Cruz? Uh, oh, yes. Re- Speaking of. He rejoins the team, gets the ball on the first fast break, looks directly at Coach Carter and pulls up for a one-on-zero three-pointer and cashes it. I'm all in. That's my type of player. Um, another guy from Coach Carter I considered was Ty Crane because he's been described as the next LeBron James. <laughs> so I can't believe he got bought out. <laughs> um, and then a few more, I think Kermit Wiltz because yeah. then we would have two ants. I would love um, to have two ants. And then the last one, and this is like, this is the best this is the best overall player on the board. This is your bucket getter. This is your your fourth Batman superhero to, to go next to Ant and Cat and Rudy. Uh Jesus Shuttlesworth, uh number one recruit in the country. He's literally Ray Allen. Um just a fantastic bucket getting basketball player. Great. For uh, I believe basically. he was getting a scholarship, a scholarship to state college or something like that. <laughs> or tech university. <laughs> tech university, South Harmon Institute of Technology. He was really gunning for the, for the freaking scholarship. I love it. I really Dirk, want, I really want, 
in this scenario, I want the wolves to sign Jesus Shuttle Shuttlesworth and God Sham God so that Jesus and God can grow God Sham God's a real guy though. I know. Yeah, but he's not he's a currently a free agent, so all right, guys, before we continue talking, because we freaking love talking, we got to talk about male hygiene, showing love to Duke Cannon. Brandon, what's your favorite Duke Cannon product? We know um, Durf and I love the thick body wash. What's yours? Thick. I'm I'm a I'm a Duke Cannon deodorant user. Yes. Um, I what love scent? stocking up. I don't know what the scent I have. It's in my bathroom right now. I'm almost out, the, though. Is it the Annie stock back up or the deodorant? No, I don't like antiperspirant. Same. I don't like get sweaty pits and antiperspirant wrecks my clothes oh that's sad but not duke cannons because theirs is high quality duke I use, is high but quality. i just use the deodorant the the yeah. roll-on deodorant it smells great they I do agree. got good sense they have the great the big ass brick of soap that durf loves they have the massive chapsticks which i've loved in the winter months and they got the thick body wash i used uh, to be a cologne the chapstick guy, is so massive it just like covers your whole face <laughs> it's, when you so, put it it's, on. it's so Oh, big ass. Um, guys, I used to be a clone guy. I'm not a clone guy anymore because you don't need it when you use Duke Cannon products because yeah, they smell like Who needs a clone? You got the one derf is a enough. Clone, a clone. Uh, Duke Cannon, just so you guys know, it's also a Minnesota based company. So that's always oh. that's always a plus. Support local and you know, show some love to a Minnesota company that makes hardworking products for hard, hard working men. 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 Maybe you're like Brandon, you want to get the deodorant going. Maybe you're like me and Derek, you want to get the body wash going. Or maybe like all three of us and you love the, it's like the big ass chapstick. What's it called? We're doing horrible with this. Brandon it's chapstick for your ass. No, that's not what it is. <laughs> chapstick. Um, it, what's it called? It's like the, it's, it's the, offensively large it's chapstick. It's offensively, that's so funny and I forget it every time. It's, like, it's so it's, good. It's, You've it's, heard of it, assless chaps. Okay, here's this the thing. chapstick <laughs> for your ass. A, this is a real thing. <laughs> Duke Cannon makes the combo where it's the it's your shampoo and your conditioner, and it's mm -hmm. the first product that I've used that it it's actually it's, good. It works. Yeah, it's like it's yeah. not just I'm wondering why your hair is loading so vault voluminous, voluminous. Best hair on the pod. Book it. Yeah, yes, sir. Uh, that's funny how like it's like Duke Cannon products that actually work. They're hardworking products for hardworking men. Visit DukeCannon.com. Duke Cannon work harder, smell better. Um, I just realized that I forgot to prep Random Wolf of the Week again. Jally, we've I sent a reminder. We specifically sent you a reminder. When? In the group I, chat? In the group in chat. In the group chat yesterday, Derp was like, Jally, don't forget to prep a Random Wolf. Yeah. Oh, I totally did. I'm sorry. And ChatGPT is not I said, out it, good Okay, clues. to be fair, it was, I sent a text and it was like paragraph indented paragraph. Not oh yeah, so I'm not reading that. I said, Jally, don't forget to prep our wow for the main episode. Well, this is a great tease because our next two episodes are going to be random wolf of the week centric. We are going to go deep. We're sick of just doing a five clues about a random wolf of the week. So our next two episodes, guys, are going to be deep dives into random wolves. We're not going to we're not going to tease you. We're going to give you the full we're going to give you the full shaft on these random wolves of the week. Uh, what Brandon? Why are you, you going to come up eyes? with? Are you going to come up with a random wolf right now, or are we just skipping that one? No, we're skipping it. We're landing the plane. Poor planning. We're we're skipping it because of my poor planning. I definitely forgot. I have a trip to Japan coming up, and I totally <laughs> fucked it up. Um, is there anything else you want to say about fictional player buyouts or Claire or the Timberwolves? Or well, I would have liked to have played random wolf of the week tonight. <laughs> well, I I think it's um, Otheus Jeffers. 
Uh, you're right. You're right. I Whoa. should have I should I have been a perfect clues. opportunity for you to do that bit. Dang it. I totally forgot. Well, thank you for rocking with Crunch Wears No Pants. We appreciate you immensely. Make sure you follow us on freaking social platforms like X and Instagram and TikTok at No Pants Crunch. Also, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you rate us one stars or five stars if you're going to say something. Stand, Stand on, on it. it. And also, I can do a drop- random wolf of the week right now if you want. I can come up with hints on the fly. I'm I'm one sentence away from running the show, but yes, let's do it. It's time for random, random wolf, wolf of the week. week with Brandon Beck bailing us out. All right, Brandon. No one's gonna hear this because they're gonna cut out the episode. That's fine. They'll yeah, be like five minutes left. Switch, switch it around. I'm not switching switch around. All right. All right. Who's your hint? Free guess. Oh, Carl Anthony Thomas. Jeffers. Uh, it is neither of those. You got two guesses Shoot. all in one. Hit number one. He was the 15th overall pick by the Los Angeles Lakers. 15th overall pick in Los Angeles Lakers. 1976. The Wolves weren't in a franchise yet, Brandon. How dare you try to bamboozle us? 1976? Yeah. I didn't say that. That's what you said. Um, nope. I didn't say a year. You said it. I'm going to say um, who... Who's the center that the Wolves wanted for so many years? No, no, the guy, the center that the Wolves wanted for a number of years, and then we finally got him, and he was bad. Um, Michael Candy? No, no. I know who you're thinking of, but I can't say it. Did you say 50th or 15th? 15th. 15th. So it wasn't D'Angelo Russell. Was it Jordan, recent? Was it Jordan something? Is that his name? Jordan Be- Jordan Bell. I'm going to say Jordan Bell. Oh, I like Jordan Bell. Let's do Jordan Bell. It is not Jordan Bell. The person you're thinking of is named Jordan, but it's not Jordan Bell. But it's also, that's not who this is either. Oh. You're thinking of Jordan Hill. Okay. Jordan Hill, yes. But Jordan Bell played Hint for the Lakers too. Number he? two, he number played two. for five teams in his NBA career: the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Los Angeles Lakers, the Sacramento Kings, the Washington Wizards, and the Vancouver Grizzlies. Mm, we're looking at a '90s guy. A is '90s it, guy. Is it, is it Mark? Is it Mark Madsen? Let's do Mark Madsen. Yeah, Mark Madsen. Even though that wasn't it, but let's do Mark Madsen. Mark Mark Madsen is incorrect. Damn it. Hint. Number three, in 2003-2004 for the Sacramento Kings, he led the league in three-point shooting percentage. Okay, Sacramento Kings 0304. So he played against us? In the in the conference finals? Was that? I don't know if he played in the playoffs. He led the league in three-point percentage. I mean, he must have used that good. Who so it wasn't Brad Miller because he wasn't drafted by the freaking he wasn't drafted by the freaking um, Lakers. Who was on that team? Who are good? Who are good three point shooters that played for the Wolves in the early two thousands? Sam Mitchell, Anthony Peeler. Um, is it Anthony Peeler? It's Anthony Peeler. Hey! Yes. <laughs> I would never have gotten that. I'm so sorry. I was I was going through like Hoiberg and stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. No. I thought Jally, I, I, I figured Jally was gonna get it on the next tent because it was gonna be he was number 44. Well, I thought I thought Peter was number one. He was number one for three years and number 44 for three oh. years. Tricky, and number tricky. And number eight, apparently. 
for the Kings, yeah. Not for the Wolves. That was for the Wizards. I would love a number funny. Oh, I know it looks like it looks like a Wolves jersey. That's the Wizards. I thought you're meaning just in general his number. So he switched numbers while he's with the Wolves. Yeah. Wow. Wow. What a guy. Anthony Edwards knockoff. Well, shout out to Anthony Peeler, future guest on the pod, Anthony Peeler. Once I eventually email the alumni department of Timberwolves. Once once he unblocks you. Yeah. Once he unblocks me. Um, Let's see. Is there anything else you want to say? Hey, nope. if you're driving, if you're driving like an idiot in a residential neighborhood, get out. Love you. Bye. Love you, bye. Bye. Um, um, should we talk about another Morris, a future wolf, so Marcus can I, Morris? Can I, can I break oh, yeah, some news? Yeah, break, break some, some news. What do you on, got? On the pod? This is, I, I, te- I teased this the other day, but I didn't want to say it. I don't know yeah. if I could say this on the pod, so we're going to see in post, Brad, <gasps> if this makes it through. Okay. Um, so this is some official, official Crunch Wears No Pants exclusive breaking news. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, I have a source close <gasps> to me that they have a friend that participated in a threesome with <laughs> in college. You're lying, bro. I tried. I tried it. Nope. This is 100 confirmed. I tried do I, to get. Do I know? I, do I know who this is? Maybe. I tried to get further details because I, I I thought of like you know this could be helpful to get some background on him. Like, is he able to handle double teams? You know, seems like it might be the case. Is this real? <laughs> This, this is a real thing. thing. I'm not kidding. I this is I know laughing is this, this is a true thing. Has this person ever has this person ever played on a basketball team with us before? Oh, uh no. But okay. You know of we, this person and this person is a listener. Do we show. know? Do we know was it male male female or female female male? Or male male male. That's true. I shouldn't be. You're right. You're right. I I know for a fact one female was involved. I don't know the third party. Did, so did, there you go. Did she? Do we know if she? The one. All right. Move, <laughs> we it. gotta move on. <laughs> Cut it.